You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, happy Wednesday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you all sorts of news all about our sometimes favorite hockey team, the Los Angeles Kings. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, it is changing the way we talk sports. Today, we're going to talk sports on this exact show, Locked On Kings. My name is Sarah Avampato. I am your host of this show uh, and glad to be here as always every day bringing you news and facts and whatever all about the Los Angeles Kings. So we've got a few pieces of, of news, of good news, a lot of news actually today. Piece of news number one, if you heard yesterday's show and I sounded like I was drunk and or couldn't make words with my mouth, Guess what? That's all better now. Uh, the the uh, dental work issue has resolved itself, and I uh, now can say all of the words like a grown adult and not like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretending to be a rabbit or something with marshmallows in my face. Important piece of news number two, which is really going to be irrelevant to all of you, but I just feel like I need to say it because I'm very excited. Like last month, literally a month ago, my laptop died a terrible, horrible death. Just it is literally in pieces in my bedroom waiting for me to just get bored and tinker with it and take put back together or whatever. And of course, then I had to, you know, suck it up, spend a lot of money, buy a new laptop, which then was going to take forever to uh, to to ship itself to me. I also like dithered for a while on buying one because I was like, yeah, what if I don't spend the money? And then I was like, no, that's that's stupid. You You need a laptop literally for everything that you do. So for the past uh, several weeks, while I have been waiting for the new laptop to arrive, my show production uh, method has been basically recording using my work computer and then transferring that file over to a tablet because the tablet has really bad battery life. So I basically like I could I could either record or edit on the tablet. I couldn't do both because the, the battery would die and then it takes forever to charge. I can't edit on my work computer because it is technically property of the federal government and therefore I cannot uh, install anything onto it. So I would have to take the file, put it on the tablet, edit it on the tablet, hope the battery didn't die before I finished, and then upload it and give you guys a show and everything. I now no longer have to do that. I have a real computer all of my own that I can do whatever I need to to do it. And I I am back (laughs) with full computing capacity to bring you shows. So hopefully that will also make my workflow a little easier and it will make uh, getting shows out to you uh, on time a little bit easier. Uh, And so you won't have hopefully more of these late in the day shows. I will go back to slightly more morning schedule. Uh, But that is all of the like personal news that we can just start the show out with. We've got hockey news, of course. A, the Kings beat the Ducks. We will talk about that. That's going to be most of the show today. Uh, But the Kings have also announced uh, their revised schedule uh, because we've had to squeeze in those two games that were postponed against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, We now know when those games are going to be. Uh, The games that were originally April 16th and 18th postponed because of Colorado's COVID issues are now going to be 
May 12th and May 13th. So that is a Wednesday and a Thursday. We're going to have a back-to-back -back situation uh, with those rescheduled games, which means that in the last uh, week of the season, really, the Kings are going to be playing the Avalanche four times. Uh, so, you know, if the Kings want to have any hope of playoffs, if they want to continue to try to delude themselves into thinking that playoffs will be a thing. They really need to bank as many points as they possibly can right now in this uh, stretch of games that involve the Ducks and the Coyotes uh, a handful of times because uh, the last five games of the season, four of them are against the Avalanche. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and think that those aren't going to go particularly well. So we're going to have to see a lot from the Kings uh, coming up in uh, the near future to to have any sort of semblance of hope of leapfrogging like four teams at this point uh, to, to make it into the playoffs. The Kings did, as I said, uh, win last night against the Anaheim Ducks. It was a very satisfying win. You know how sometimes there, there's games that you just, you want to win at all costs, no matter what. Uh, I think that the Ducks are still and will always be uh, one of those games. If you're someone who is, you know, rooting for rooting for the Kings to lose, but rooting for the good, the good draft pick, maybe you didn't want to win that game, which like I get, I get rooting for the draft pick. But at this point, the Kings are so kind of middle of the pack that like the likelihood of getting, you know, a top three draft pick pretty low, but you know, a girl can dream. But you know, so so logically, it would be better for the Kings to have lost that game. Because if you think that they're not going to make the playoffs, then you you really want to to hope for that good draft pick, that good, good draft pick. But, you know, the Ducks, like, losing to the Ducks just hurts in general. I don't want to experience that. I don't want that to happen to us. Uh, and so, you know, I feel like no matter what the situation, no matter uh, what we're supposed to be rooting for or, or hoping for or pinning our hopes and dreams on, I, I just always want to see us beat the Ducks. And so that was a really satisfying win. Uh, the Kings are still in seventh place in the division after that win. They've got 40 points. Can easily leapfrog San Jose, uh, who is at 41 points. The Coyotes, uh, this is really to show you how how tight it is. And how when I say that like the Kings are out of the picture for playoffs, I think that is true based off of the team and how they're playing. But if you look at the points, it is still totally possible for the Kings to get back in this uh, because the Arizona Coyotes are the team holding on to that fourth spot in, in the playoffs. Uh, the other three seeds are obviously way, way out of reach. Uh, we've got Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota, who's really cemented uh, their, their spot there. Wow, Vegas has won seven in a row. I just saw that. Oh, I hate that. But Arizona has 45 points. The Kings have 40 points. It's not hard to envision a world, particularly if the Kings do go on a run against the Ducks coming up now, they could very easily jump up into, into that position or really duke it out in like the four or five spot or whatever. It's, it's not impossible. I just, I just don't think that it's possible. Those top three teams, by the way, Vegas won seven in a row, Colorado four in a row, Minnesota four in a row. So those top three teams are just really, really going for it there. Also, if you're standings watching, if you're doing math and trying to figure out uh, what what circumstances are around or, or are possible for different teams, uh, the Golden Knights play the Sharks tomorrow. Uh, and if they get at least one point against the Sharks in their next matchup, uh, Vegas will clinch a playoff spot. So Vegas could lose out the rest of the season and still make it into the playoffs. 
Up next, we'll take a look at that Ducks game and revel in uh, some of the cool goals that were scored. Uh, some of them were real, real good. And by real good, I mean real funny. We'll talk about that coming up next on the show. But right now, let's talk locker room. Because locker room is the greatest way to hear from sports fans just like yourself, from experts, quote unquote, like me, from athletes, insiders, writers, bloggers, podcasters, whoever it is, you name it, uh, you can hear from them on Locker Room. It is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. It's the perfect place to start or join conversations about your favorite sport. You can find fans on Locker Room talking about post-game breakdowns, debates about trades, reacting to big news, rumors, or, you know, just having a good old time. You can find Locked On hosts from across the network. So hosts from the NBA, MLB, and of course, NHL world are all using Locker Room. I'm not there yet because uh, as you'll see, it's only available on iOS and I'm an Android girl, but uh, I am going to be hopefully joining the app soon. And I'm excited to eventually be able to host uh, Locked On Locker Room rooms uh, about the Kings with you guys. Like I said, tons of our other hosts have Locker Rooms though, so uh, I, I know that uh Jason from Locked on Ducks does rooms a lot. I know that the guys from the Sharks uh, show do do rooms a lot. So you can always just pop in on another locker room and say hi and talk about the game with fans from other teams. So go download the free locker room app right now, available currently on all iOS devices. Be sure to complete a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you're going to find a ton of incredible rooms all about your favorite teams and your sports leagues. I can't wait to join you there, and I will be sure to let you know, of course, once Locked on Kings has a live room. So download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, it's changing the way we talk sports. You also should know about Built Bar because, okay, big news. First off, the winner of the Built Bar Championships from last month, uh, the Built Bar bracket thing, was the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. It is the, the winner, the best Built Bar. And it is available right now for a limited amount of time. You can go and check it out on BuiltBar.com get the uh, the Built Bar winner for yourself. If you don't know what Built Bar is, it is basically the best tasting protein bar on the market. It tastes like a candy bar and also happens to be kind of healthy for you. They are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, and again, just super delicious. They come in all sorts of great flavors, including my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream, which was robbed and should have won the whole championship, but you know, what do I know? Mint brownie, orange, toffee almond, many other flavors. So go to Built Bar right now. Uh, check it out. See the options that you've got. Investigate those limited edition flavors and uh, go go make your taste buds happy. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. You can get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Now... Let's talk about that Ducks game. Kings win against the Anaheim Ducks 4-1 last night uh, in a game that just felt really, really satisfying and uh, is a game that you sort of got the feeling that the, the outcome was never that much in doubt. Uh, now, I have the same reaction to this game as I do to the way that Sharks fans, for example, uh, reacted to the Kings losing to the Sharks about 800 times in a row is that like, don't get too excited. 
about uh, the results of this game. Like, I'll just put on the Debbie Downer hat right now. Don't get too excited about what happened here because the ducks are bad. Uh, there's no way around it. There are flashes of being really good, but for the most part, uh, things aren't doing so hot in Ducksland. So all because the Kings put on a pretty convincing win over this team doesn't mean we should be like, you know, saving our dollars for playoff tickets this year or whatever. Uh, it still feels very unlikely. But again, it just feels good, though, to beat the Ducks. And it feels good to see the, King, the Kings come out with like a full team effort in this one and look pretty consistent from start to finish. You know, there, there, like I said, there were no times really where I felt like I was concerned that the Kings were going to blow this one. Uh, my biggest concern in this one was, are you going to rob Cal Peterson of his shutout? And the answer is yes. Uh, the Kings managed to give up one goal. Uh, so, you know, that could have been nicer if, if Cal had gotten the, the, that uh, shutout for all of his hard work in this game. But overall, we had a pretty strong game. And uh, one of the questions we had coming into this game was what the lineup was going to look like, uh, because both Toby Bjornfoot and Matt Roy were able to come back into the lineup, uh, Bjornfoot after sustaining that head injury, and Roy coming off of the COVID list. And so the question was, will they both play? And... Todd McClellan had, had suggested that he could possibly go to seven defensemen for this game and play minus a forward, which, you know, yesterday I had said that I wouldn't hate it if, if we had done that, because bringing in two guys who haven't played for a while, uh, you know, there is a chance for them to not do particularly well. Uh, but ultimately, uh, things stayed normal. We played with the normal amount of forwards and defensemen, uh, Roy and Bjornfoot were, were paired back together, uh, which they had been before both of them went out uh, on, of the roster. Uh, our scratches, Christian Willannon, who I totally forgot was still here. I thought he was on the taxi squad. Uh, Curtis McDermott, Kale Clegg, Matt Luff. We've got three extra defensemen. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> so there were no shenanigans uh, up front with the roster or anything. No triple shifting of Andre Kopitar because you sat someone else. Uh, and for the most part, the ice time kind of looked like what you would have expected uh, to see in this game. We, of course, had Austin Wagner and Brendan Lemieux with a, a very small amount of ice time. Uh, Lemieux played a little over six minutes. He uh, almost spent more time in the penalty box than he did on the ice. Uh, Wagner played a little over eight minutes, eight and a half minutes for him. Uh, Jared Anderson Dolan, who has been centering them, he got 12 minutes, almost 13 minutes, uh, but Four of that came on, on special teams, a little over four minutes combined on the power play and uh, shorthanded. So not a great look for, for that line. I think that uh, it's curious that they didn't get much use in a game where I wasn't ever particularly worried that the Ducks were going to come back into things. Uh, you would think that that was a game where those guys would get a little bit longer of a leash to to show what they've gotten to kind of prove themselves a little bit. Uh, because they, uh, they they didn't have much to lose necessarily, but uh, still a short leash for them. So I think that that is something that we should keep an eye on. Uh, Lemieux, I think we all know, has a limited role on this team. We all know what he was brought in for, and he did exactly what he was brought in for uh, in this game. Austin Wagner is a guy who has just struggled to catch on. Uh, you know, the fact that he has made the NHL and is playing regular NHL minutes is, is great, but I think that Todd McClellan just doesn't 
doesn't know what to do with him and isn't able to get him to perform at uh, at the higher level that I think McClellan wants out of him. Uh, So, you know, watching what happens with those guys coming down the stretch, does Wagner get swapped out for Luff at some point, who McClellan also doesn't seem to trust him very much either. Uh, So so watching what's going to happen with those guys will be a point of interest. Speaking of Brendan Lemieux, uh, like I said, he did exactly what we have been expecting him to do, what we uh, essentially traded for him for, and that is punched the crap out of someone. Uh, He got in a fight with Josh Manson uh, after the two of them basically went sliding into the net together. There was some pushing and shoving, and uh, they both, both dropped the gloves. And so if you're a regular listener of this show, you know my stance on, on hockey fighting and, and stuff like that. And, and if you don't know my stance is I don't love it. You could tell me tomorrow that fighting is, is not allowed anymore or that fighting is going to be very heavy, heavily penalized. I'd be super okay with it. I would not complain at all. But if you like hockey fights, that was a really good hockey fight. If you don't like hockey fights, you are very uncomfortable with the fact that it's basically bare-knuckle boxing and that after Lemieux landed a bare fist right to the side of Manson's head, that Manson was very clearly, uh, you know, groggy and a little disoriented and, you know, his eye immediately starts swelling shut uh, to the point where, like, Lemieux was very clearly motioning to have someone come over, a linesman or another player, to, like, help Manson off the ice, uh, which makes me uncomfortable. Like, why is that a thing? Why is that allowed? Why are you allowed to like concuss another man with your fist because you got mad at each other in the net? I don't, I don't know. Someday I will do like maybe in the off season, I'll I'll just do a whole podcast about, we can talk about hockey fighting or whatever, but I don't love it. Yet also it was a good fight. Yes. Yet also it, like, was unnecessary, yet, you know, whatever. Um, That is what we got Lemieux for. He did his job. Uh, He, I guess, was gentlemanly enough to be like, hey, I think I concussed you, bro, or whatever, Uh, and to give, to make sure that Manson got off the ice safely and was was looked at or whatever. Um, But, you know, it it is what it is, and it gave, I, I don't know that it gave either team life or a spark or anything that the outcome of the game didn't change the ducks didn't get noticeably better after that the kings didn't score the ducks did score a little over a minute after that but i can't exactly say that that fight was what sparked that that goal uh, and they certainly didn't have any sort of miraculous comeback but i don't know it fans are in the building it gave all the guys, something to, you know, get pumped up about and gave the fans something to see. So, um, you know, whatever. More thoughts on the game coming up right after this. First, though, let's talk betonline.ag because betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, MLB, NHL, we are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, all sorts of stuff for your uh, investigative pleasure on the website so you can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. 
BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baudinger, there are local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. So a bunch of players had pretty memorable nights in this game against the Ducks. Uh, let's start out with Blake Lazat, who had a three-point night uh, in, in this game. He had a goal and two assists, um, and all of them were, like, legit. It wasn't like he got, like, a garbage goal or, you know, assisted on, on something that was like an empty netter or something. They were all really strong plays. Andreas Athanasiu also had a three-point night. One goal, two assists. Uh, Carl Grundstrom, two-point night, a goal and an assist. Uh, So just a really great night for a lot of the depth guys, really for the team who, you know, that's who you want to see producing. That is who you want to see stepping it up and, and helping the team out in the offense department. So it was great to see all of those guys get on the board. Of course, Andre Kopitar also scored uh, because he is great and perfect. He and Athanasiu have the same uh, the same goal total, 10 points each for both, or 10 goals each for both of them. I want to talk though about the Carl Grundstrom goal, uh, which came a little over five minutes into the first period. Athanasiu takes a shot and it literally goes off of Grundstrom's back and into the net, and uh, Ducks goalie Anthony Stolarz just looked completely lost. He had no idea. Like, this is a goal that any goaltender, like, it looks horrible. It's a horrible goal to give up, but also, like, no goaltender on earth would have expected that to happen. It was one of those, like, one in a million sort of chances uh, that, that would happen, and, and everyone was confused by it. Uh, Stolarz was confused. Grunstrom sort of like shrugged after he scored because he wasn't expecting it. Uh, Just just a really wacky goal all around. And I feel like that goal, you know, again, coming in the first period, sort of set the tone for the rest of the game. Sort of really just said, you know what? Hey, this game's going to be weird. Just, Just go with it. The Kopitar goal just felt like classic Andre Kopitar. He gets a stretch pass up the ice from Drew Doughty, who had a pretty strong game, including a really wild block towards the end that he just like dove and blocked with his chest. Uh, It was one of those things where like, had he not like Cal Peterson would have had to make a really, really good save too. Uh, And instead Drew Doughty just like hurled himself in front of this puck, uh, which like respect dude. Uh, but in this play for Kopitar, he sends the puck up ice. Uh, Kopitar kind of has a break, a little bit of a breakaway. He's got two ducks hot on his trail, uh, but he manages to get in alone against Stolarz and scores there. Uh, so that was a great play from two, uh, veterans who are helping to drive this team forward into whatever, whatever shape this team is going to look like in the future. And that Kopitar goal came like kind of at a point where things were just looking really boring, uh, really dull for both teams, I I think. And this wasn't exactly high event hockey in the first place. This wasn't a game where it was, you know, constant high stakes action. It wasn't, it wasn't the most thrilling game to watch. So that Kopitar goal came at a really great time because I personally was getting bored. The Athanasiu goal was some great work by Blake Lazat and 
Olimata, who uh, credit where credit is due, that was a great uh, a great pass from him across the ice to Athanasiu. Uh, this was a play where you know Mata kind of dug the puck out from behind the net. Lazat originally got it, shot for the shot didn't go in. Puck comes back to Mata, who eventually takes it back up and sends it across to to Athanasiu. But it was really great, quick puck movement, which is something that we don't always see with this team. Uh, he just, you know, he had the, the the puck on his stick and he immediately passed it, which the Ducks were not anticipating. Uh, and Athanasiu had basically a completely open net to shoot into. Uh, no chance for the goaltender on that one. And then the final goal from the Kings, Blake Lazat, uh, he scored on a rebound, uh, was one of those right place, right time, and just sort of slams the puck home. So a really great performance from players who, like I said, we need those depth guys to step up and to uh, to score for us. We need, especially considering that uh, Kopitar and Brown have cooled off in terms of in terms of their scoring. Uh, those are the guys who we need to see more out of. Uh, in their first games back, Bjornfoot and Roy both looked good. Uh, Bjornfoot had about 13 minutes of ice time, just under 14 minutes really, uh, and Roy had just under 17 minutes. So they were on the low end uh, for defensemen. You know, I, I think nothing wrong with that. You're kind of easing them back in. You didn't need to rely on them too much to overtax them or anything. Uh, so I, I thought they both looked fine. Sean Walker had a really great night. Uh, he, I felt like he was very noticeable as well. So uh, a, an, a good look from the defense who has been a, a, a struggle for the Kings this season is that blue line. And having this full complement of all six of them, uh, you know, kind of made you wonder like, what if we had had all of them all of the time? But, uh, you know, alas, that's, that's not the way it goes. But a uh, great win from the Kings over the Ducks. A really satisfying game to watch. Uh, Cal Peterson, we're going to say he got a shutout. That one goal just shouldn't count. Uh, but 0. .960 save percentage from Cal Peterson. Uh, really, really strong performance from him. He basically saw everything that came at him. Uh, we didn't have to have heroics from Cal Peterson, uh, and that's always good. I don't, I don't want my goalie to have to be a hero. I just want him to do his job. So, so there you have it. Kings win four to one over the Ducks. Everyone goes home feeling happy. Kings inch closer to being relevant for the playoffs again. I guess sort of maybe, uh, and we will continue to see. Uh, just how close they can get. They play the the Minnesota Wild later this week. We'll talk about that game uh, coming up Friday. And otherwise, we'll just continue to keep tabs on the Kings and uh, see what's up with their season. So that is it for today. Uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. The show is on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings, so you can follow along with the games and with whatever weird thoughts happen to pop into my mind, like, oh, Jeff Carter got his first goal as a penguin. That made me happy. Uh, those sorts of news and updates, you can get them uh, on, on the show's Twitter. Make sure you're following this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, so Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, the Odyssey app, wherever uh, you can find this show on there. Leave a rating, leave a review if you're enjoying what you're hearing. Tell your friends all about it and make sure you come back tomorrow and five days a week, generally, for more Kings news here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.